Hello, everyone. Welcome back to La Saludable Latina podcast. I am your host, Lilia Gomez. I created this space to promote health awareness within women's health issues. Each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you. We hope to motivate one another to live a healthier lifestyle. In this week's episode, we're going to get to know Carolina Aceles, a native San Diegan who's been living in San Diego for quite some time and is currently transitioning into a new role in her job position. So we're just going to get to know Carolina today. Listas? Here we go. Before we get started, I did want to mention Dr. Chelly had to take a small break because she had to study for a very important exam. But without further ado, we're going to get into today's episode. Ready? Here we go. Welcome, welcome, Carol. Hi. It's been a good minute since we've gotten together since the last time. Yes. So Which we had a great time, by the way. Wish that yeah. would have been recorded. Actually, yeah. The last meetup was kind of funny because I was trying to do a sexy, like, wink that didn't work out. Uh, it was hysterical, and Carol saved it. So I was getting good laughs all the time. Every time I rewinded it, I was like, oh, my God, I look like such a dork. No, I loved it. You're very seductress. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so we're going to get to know a little bit about you, Carol. So if you don't mind sharing... Um, how long have you been living in San Diego? And a little bit of background, like where you're working at right now, because mm-hmm. I know you just transitioned into a new position and you're learning as you go, correct? Yes. All right, here we go. So uh, my name is Carolina Seves. I am um, mostly originally from San Diego. Um, my younger years, I lived in Northern Cal, but um, yeah, I used to be doing like a I work at Kaiser, so I used to be doing some... Kaiser. Hey, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was always really involved in uh, the labor movement. Uh, so I recently, in January, started an organizing role, which has been really eye-opening. It's been really great. Um, working with people, kind of seeing um, at the ground level what people are like interested in, you know, what kind of injustices are happening. Um, and I, because I work in the healthcare field, even though I'm not necessarily in the medical side. Um, I do get to see a lot of uh, statistics and, you know, what's going on. Right now you have the pre-diabetic and there's just a lot of a lot of things that go along with that. But, but yeah, so with the organizing, it's been, it's been a new role and I've been loving it, honestly, representing people and um, really kind of being a voice for the voiceless has been, it's a learning experience. I don't know too much about it mm-hmm. right now. I'm barely learning, but... Um, been really great so let's take it back and roll back and rewind what were you doing before you transitioned into this position and what made you want to transition into this position where you're at right now well I was doing like accountish air accountish accountish ish, 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 ish. <laughs> and you guys will know that we're a, I'm a little uh um, extra, extra. <laughs> just slightly. like me just like me it's okay slightly slightly hood we were talking about that you know sometimes we got to keep it real <laughs> take it back to the days where we used to think about it like this and then be like homegirl let about me keep it, it real <laughs> yeah um so, I, I, yeah, I was doing, like, accounting-ish, um, and I just realized that I really loved working, like, within the community. I loved giving. I like serving people, serving the community, serving, um, just being a listening ear. I don't know. I just really enjoy people. I enjoy listening to them, connecting with them, understanding, and I realized that um, everybody's going through 
something. So it's how just different levels. So how are you connecting with the people when you're describing that, that you were able to connect with individuals, communities and individuals? What was your position at the time that you were able to connect with those individuals on that level? Well, within work, it was my coworkers, honestly. Okay. Coworkers would come to me and, you know, talk to me, and I'd be genuinely interested in what's going on in their, in their lives. So mm-hmm. um, it was just within coworkers, so I would always be a listening ear. I don't know. I was just really genuinely interested. I genuinely care. Also, within the um, Kaiser, we have a union, and uh, we have a, I guess, a committee or youth council um Generation X, and we kind of we do just community benefits, and I'd be really involved in it. So I had op- an opportunity to get out there, meet other labor leaders, and I realize how much need there is. And we live in such a our own little bubble. I don't know if you see that, like our own little problems. Are you referring to California in general or to the community? San Diego, because I really can't refer. I can't. I can't to refer other to counties? other. I cannot refer to other counties. Okay. I can only speak from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can only say from what I lived, my perspective. Everybody has their own thought process and mm-hmm. view and on life, depending on how they lived. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my pers- my personal perspective. Okay, well that's good. Having that said, that we you connect with individuals and you were genuinely interested in what was going on in someone's personal life or struggle or situation. Because right. I'm kind of there in the same platform with you. That's why I've been in the healthcare for quite some time. But with you, what made you transition into your new role? And are you able to share what your new role is without giving um, the company's name? Because I know sometimes that could be mm-hmm. a confliction of like right representation. But right. you can always say you know I work in this position, but I can't really go into right. too much details with the company's name. You know, it just kind of happened. Um, you know, I think that if you do what you, what you like naturally gravitate towards, you end up somewhere and then you end up somewhere where you were meant to be, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. And um, you look back and say, how the heck did I get here? Like, I, w- I don't understand how I got this role, but it's exactly what I want. Or it's exactly what I'm looking for. Justice, baby. <laughs> Justice. Who's on there? Who's on there? Give a shout out to whoever's watching. Uh, this is a Jesse Bear. So Jesse Bear. Bear. Shout out to Jesse Bear. So, so yes. So basically, I um, I kind of just ended up um, getting the opportunity because I sought mentorship. I sought mentorship with anybody honestly it didn't have to be older than me it could be younger than me you can learn from everybody so I always tried to to reach out to people that I felt had something that I wanted okay and ask them hey like how did you get that or mm-hmm. you know I would love to be a part of this so you have to like really lean in to whatever cause it is or you know interest it is that you have mm-hmm. um and people will see that and I think like it will just naturally gravitate towards you I think that's just my personal Opinion. Well, hey, whatever works the flow to gravitate to the next level of what the next chapter in your life is going to be. And it right. sounds like this chapter of your life coincidentally happening to be in the right path for you. Yes. Um, because you are actually being an advocate and represent certain individuals in the healthcare system that are not being voiced out for certain type of environments and working conditions, right? right. So having that said, I know you just came from a meeting. Can you share a little bit about that meeting um, other than the position that you're doing? Yes. So um, to, right now we actually just finished uh, having a meeting with Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Yes. It's really, really cool to, to be able to ask him some questions and see 
um, what his perspective was in the labor movement. Um, and he right away went ahead and started saying, I'm not here to take sides. We're here for the greater picture, for mm-hmm. the mass mobilization of the movement that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter which direction or which political side you lean towards um, I think we're all at the end of the day looking for a better community you know making sure that our people are taken care of and that the country is growing I mean at the end of the day right mm-hmm. so it was pretty cool it was awesome to to have that opportunity it was really um it was really nice Hell yeah. yeah I would have been like I don't selfie know. time <laughs> exactly I would have been like if I'm seeing someone famous I would be like oh oh I need to get myself hold on let me fix my hair obviously my hair looks like whatever but I would try to look my best to try to get that selfie uh, girl I definitely uh got in some pictures that's good yeah. though that's good so what made you want to get into the health care aspect of things it just happened it just happened and how did it grow to being able to move with the position that you were previously to now like what is the process that you see yourself now in this new position like how do you see yourself being the leader for a community and representation and advocating for people that's a great question yeah (laughs) um i don't know i think that that speak from your heart girl speak from your heart no honestly (laughs) i just really think it's it's just you have to care Mm-hmm. You That's just true. genuinely have to care. And I've realized that most of us are so worried about our own lives, like our own little struggles, mm-hmm. to really see the bigger picture on what's really important. So I think that there is a, um, how do I explain this? There is a wave of distraction that is always a battle that is trying to distract us from what really matters in life, Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is community, um, because we all seek to be in community. We all seek, whether it's partnership, whether it's in a nuclear family, or your, you know, like, you know, um, extended family, or your work family, or your community, we all look for that. So I really think that you just have to care. And you have to, like, not really care about... You have to think about not not caring about the little things. So Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. There's a book that really changed the way I thought. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I read it when I was, like, 22, I think. And it really shifted my mindset on, like, how petty I am, you know? Mm-hmm. I Because we all get petty, right? We I all know. get petty with small things. Um, and I think that can, that's relatable to anyone in, area, in any area, really, that we really sweat the small things and we stress about it so much that we're not seeing. Sometimes it gets in the way of the bigger picture. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. I mean, you're so worried about um, just, like, whether you had vanilla on your soy latte or not. <laughs> Wait. Like, no, wait, I wanted vanilla soy latte, not just a soy latte, you know? Yeah, and then your whole day goes negative, right? Right, and maybe that person, that cashier, Mm -hmm. was having a terrible day. And because you were just so stressed out about, like, the smallest of things, you could have really impacted somebody's life. I mean, I know it sounds dramatic, but but it really, in my opinion, I feel like it really, it's really important to be present. I try to be present as much as you can at every moment because I think God really does bring people, bring situations into your life for a reason. 
It really does. I mean, I don't know. It's just, maybe that's just me. I don't think, know. What do you think? No, I think I'm on the same level as you that God does put certain situations, places, or people crossing paths for a reason. Right. Um, and perhaps that vanilla latte wasn't meant to be. Perhaps <laughs> that vanilla latte was to see that the other individual was going through something and maybe right. they just forgotten. And sometimes we genuinely forget to be kind at right. times. And sometimes we're so harsh and be like, well, you know, I waited in line for 20 minutes and you didn't even get my order right. I'll just say, well, thank you for the coffee. Maybe next time you can remember that it's vanilla versus <laughs> it's like mocha. It's like low-key pettiness. And, and honestly, I don't think anyone's really going to do that, but I'm just saying, I'll keep it real. Uh, I'm just saying. That's- but having that said, I know you have a very genuine story because you were sharing with me not too long ago that you actually had a situation occur with a family member, which mm-hmm. is your mom, yes. la mamacita de la casa. Oh, y preciosa. She's everything to me. She's everything. I think all mamas are everything, right? Mm-hmm. Hola. Hey. <laughs> and uh, so I know you were sharing a Petty story. Is life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is at times. It can be life. Um, and you're, you were sharing with me not too long ago that you did something so honorable that very few people do and that is the reason why you capture my attention because not only did you do something so genuine for someone that you care about and love so much but you also work in the healthcare field so you're coming right. from two different perspectives right. you're coming from the family perspective but you're also looking at the outside looking in with healthcare services because right. you got a glimpse and taste <sighs> Of the reality of healthcare in America, right? Because right now, honestly, healthcare sucks. It you know, does. it's a business. Unfortunately, I mean, Kaiser, I love it, but like, I mean, yes, yeah, it, it, there could be some improvement. There's always room for improvement for any type of healthcare insurance or any type of healthcare services. I'm always seeing the updates with the Healthcare Act. Um, right. I'm seeing how clinics, hospitals private practices are shifting and billing more, so it's taking effect and a toll on everyone. But you got an opportunity to take a glimpse at that on a personal perspective. And if you don't mind just sharing just a little bit, because I know we want to save it for the next episode, (laughs) because we're going to go into the story of how it all began and what made you decide to step in and honor that. So, Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty awesome how when we met, you kind of are in the field, healthcare field, and we were talking a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, because you definitely have a different, you have a more of an inside scoop on, on healthcare. I have healthcare um, knowledge in regards to the administrative side, mm-hmm. um, but you have like actual. Oh, you, you mean know, like one-on-one with patient one-on-one. and care? One-on-one, yes. yeah. So I do have experience doing patient care one-to-one, counseling, patient care services, but now I'm getting the administration side of things. Right. And I think when we met at the micro meetup, believe it or not, I actually walked up to the girls and yeah. I was just like, hi, my name is Lilia, you know, um, where are you guys from? Because that's the type of individual that I am. I like to just introduce myself and yeah. get to know what other Latinas are making things happen right. here in San Diego because I'm still fairly new three years into here and then I met Caro and I was like wow this girl actually had a story that very few share with a stranger mm-hmm. in my process I was like damn this girl right. actually just shared a story that was like impactful right. so if you don't mind just tapping into a little bit so that way the listeners can tune in on the next episode a little uh, sneak peek a sneak peek a little trailer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well I mean a lot of the times it's very difficult for me to talk about it because I feel like it's, it is kind of personal, mm-hmm. um, but I think that awareness is key. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like my, my mom, 
had been going through a difficult time with her health for the for a couple years, for two, three, no, it was like four years. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, like you said, for the next episode, the exactly. whole story. But Cliff Notes, basically, um, you know, she needs, her kidneys were failing. Her kidneys were failing. She was on dialysis. It's very, very, very difficult for me to see her change from being this feisty Latina, you know, like... Get it, girl. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Saturday morning, music blasting, mm-hmm. getting cray-cray, mm-hmm. to just changing the way that, you know... How I her personality. Your personality. Yeah, personality. Yeah, her, sure. You know, chronic disease, I don't think is really necessarily not respected but i don't think the severity is really understood mm-hmm. by a lot of people not only kidney problems but also other chronic diseases of course uh, yeah. because they see people and they say hey you know what she looks perfectly fine mm-hmm. but they don't understand the internal struggle and you know my mom and i are very very close so it really did hurt me so um she needed a new kidney because her kidneys were failing she had di- she was in dialysis and you know, I had to go do this whole process and de- donate my kidney to her because she, we didn't match. None of our family, my sister, my brother, we, none of us matched because her um, antibodies, which is basically, um, you know, you're basically your blood cells are rejecting, you know, don't mesh with other blood cells. Um, she's, a, and I think a 3% of the population she matched. So I went through the process of uh, doing a kidney exchange. Mm-hmm. So they put, they made sure that I was healthy, put me into a computer system, and then tried to see if there was another match within, you know, the United States, which is such a miracle, such a blessing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit about, mm-hmm. I'll tell you the whole yes. story, the I was going to cut you off right now, actually, and that's the little trailer you're going to get until yeah. the next episode. But thank you so much for sharing that because I know that it's a personal story, and we all know mm-hmm. that sometimes when we get really personal, Sometimes we go into our self-conscious to really think, am I ready to tell this story? And I think at any time, anyone is always ready to tell this story in their right timing. So you have to tune in into the next episode because we're going to get really real with how that journey began. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. That's our logo. Keeping it real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now that you're starting your new position, we're going back, rewinding back Mm -hmm. to your new position and how life is going. How is the daily hustle going for you it's different okay it's different but it's it's great because I think that um, whenever I think I realize that I love to serve people mm-hmm. and I love to um, help people understand what their rights are mm-hmm. whether it's just through listening or giving them the resources because not a lot of people understand even with I'm, I'm sure even with like a lot of like Latino families mm-hmm. it's like the children are always the ones that have to like Hey, yes. do this for me on the computer. Hey, can you call this person? Hey, well, like... Well, let me tell you what my mama used to do to me all the time. Lily, come over here. Can you call this doctor yeah. for me and make an appointment? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what I need to do here. And yeah. I will always step in as an advocate for her already mm-hmm. at a young age. And we learned that at a very young yeah. age, too, because there was a language barrier. I was already. basically an, yeah. an executive assistant for my mother. Well, <laughs> I would be like, I don't know. 
I don't know if I was an executive, but I was definitely a personal assistant. <laughs> I'll downgrade to the personal because <laughs> I had to clean, cook, and do laundry. <laughs> That's a know. whole other issue with yeah. women and doing cooking and cleaning and not the men. That's we're, a whole other We're thing. definitely going to be doing series of recordings because we, I'm just coming up with all of these ideas and topics that I want to get into as a Latina perspective. To get to know you a little bit more, do you have siblings? I do. So I have an older sister. Her name is Maria. She's amazing. She's seriously the sweetest person. Like, she is such a sweetheart. She has an RBF face, but... What is that? Resting bitch face. <laughs> but oh she my doesn't. God. She's not, though. Is your she's sister not. on here? I mean, maybe. That's a good compliment, though, because no. only sisters can say that. No <laughs> one else. I can only say that. But she seriously has the most beautiful heart. She has two kids, and they're amazing. And then I have a younger brother. Martin and he's going to school he's going to SDSU and he's yeah he's he's awesome too he's really great so my mom did an amazing job yeah I think I mean I think (laughs) did you study anything in particular that got you into where you are now or was it all based on it just happened to land in my laps and I'm taking it from here Lord because you blessed me with this opportunity and I'm gonna grasp it take it and learn and go with the flow the second one okay I think that go with the flow no I think that everything that um, I've experienced the good and bad have definitely been with a purpose. I think God definitely puts you in situations, you know, Mm -hmm. gets you in contact with people. Like, I just think that nothing is on purpose. As dramatic as that sounds, Mm -hmm. um, nothing is on purpose. Everything has a purpose. and, And it's just whether you recognize it or not. That's very true. I can't, I couldn't agree more in regards to that. Okay, Carol, just some (laughs) funny, silly questions. Uh, What do you like to eat the most? Ay, Ave Maria Purísima. She can't choose. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I got to give it to my Mexican peeps. I like Mexican food. So So what's tacos? Tacos, but where? Carne en su jugo, though. What? Carne en su jugo. Have you, you haven't had carne en su jugo? I don't think I've ever heard carne en su jugo. Ooh. Is that like adobada? No, girl. Okay, that's different. It's in, it's from Guadalajara. I'm so white. <laughs> <laughs> You're the whitest Latina I've ever met. That's okay. But just dark. Like caramel status. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's basically, a, it's a Mexican dish. I think it's originated in Jalisco, which is where my family's from. Ah, okay. Um, it's so good. It's basically a plate with, like, meat and juices and grilled onions and, like, beans and rice. It's so good. So is that called a... Oh, my God. When I was in Texas, they called it something. It'll come to me. It's yeah. It's leaving my mind right now. <laughs> but, yeah, carne en su jugo, for carne sure. Why, why am I forgetting I mean, I'm sorry it? I wasn't, like, pizza. <laughs> I Well, the tradition... Actually, most people say pizza. Yeah, Because you know, no. that's, like, the thing in America, pizza. Right. You know? But if you can describe a play from Jalisco, well, then girl, I mean, go for it, you know. I want to done. try it now. <laughs> Is there any recommendations here in San Diego to try that type of food uh, that you just described? No, but, you know, you always have, like, the good old um, Las Cuatro Milpas. Have you, you been know there? what? I work like maybe like three blocks down, Girls and every right time here. I go, that line is like around but it goes the block. Fast. Girl, it goes fast. Girl, though. I only get a thirty-minute lunch. Okay, <laughs> okay. So thirty minutes standing in line, there goes my lunch, and then I leave. And totally it's like, worth the being late. I, I <laughs> totally worth it. Then my children were like, "Where you been?" <laughs> uh, I have to try sometime. I don't know if they're open on the weekends. I think they're only open Saturdays, not not Sundays. Then Saturday. day of the Lord. Oh, oh, day of the Lord. <laughs> 
Okay, so what about dessert? Dessert. Ooh. Mint chocolate chip from Rite Aid. I'm sorry. I gotta oh, keep it basic. I gotta keep it, it basic. I gotta keep it hood. She likes the square scoops. All right. All, right. All day, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is there anything else you'd like to share with us? What about vacation? Because I know you vacation in many places, and I know mm-hmm. you've been thinking about going to a certain destination point not too long ago. I know it was yeah. in your thought. But what has been one of your favorite spots to go to? And a spot that made you become very humble in your travel. Ooh, girl, Oaxaca. Oh, my God. I went. I traveled to Oaxaca oh by my myself. Girl. Yeah. Oh, girl. I need to and go it, there. And it was so beautiful. The All the people there are so humble and, you know, and not only that, very um, creative, artistic, very talented people. Artists and people, yeah. They're the best. Crazy. Creators, best yes. creators, best artists, uh, best entrepreneurs, too. Because they're the booming. Food. They're Dude, booming the food right is now. good, too. And the food. There's so, this guy who does, like, who did a video... Um, traveling journeys to Oaxaca, and I forget his name. I'm gonna have to Google him yeah, later. Yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. Um, but I'm thinking I want to go to Mexico City. I've never been to Mexico City. I've been through a lot of places in Mexico, but Mexico City, I know, is something that I want to plan. I'm thinking about maybe going in April or maybe May for my birthday. But the problem is that most of the people around me either are not, they don't want to go. Not available. Or, you know, they're in relationships yeah. or they're, you know, so if you guys, you know. Obviously, she's saying, like, if y'all are free, you should let like, me know. Like, Caro, and let her know. <laughs> but having that said, you have shared with me that you actually travel by yourself, too. I have. Which is something that I've never done. So share that experience since we're on here getting to know you. Honestly, it was the best experience I've ever had. I, I recommend it to anybody. And why? I don't know, because I feel like when you travel by yourself, there's no distractions. There's no distractions on um, on like, on like the actual place that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And you can be, you can take a nap in the middle of the day and not care about anybody. You have the opportunity to really meet people because you're not so worried about entertaining the person that you're with. So you become more aware, more open to speak to people, to... You know, just wing it and, you know, um, experience different things. Obviously, you have to be You don't second guess it. No. Yeah. You have, honestly, you have time to really think. Get to know the people and just be like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Right. Because that's right. what Caro is. Go with right. the flow. Go with the flow. I'm going to have to get her t-shirt, go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> but with a yeah. hand like this, like, go with the flow. <laughs> that's it. We're starting a merchandise shop already. We're getting ideas for already. Um, going with the flow, but so having all that said, getting to know you with your food, your travel experiences, and your mm-hmm. work life, and I'm wrapping it back up to where you're at right now with your mm-hmm. position. Since you were able to travel and connect and be humble in those travel sites, and even with food too, because sometimes food tends to distress some moments because we go to food to be able to feel that comfort right. and humbleness to be able to help someone. Like, let me eat before I get to you. <laughs> I don't want to be hangry. <laughs> it's real. It is real. It's real. You, remember, you do have to take time for self-care because you mm. just said you're a people person and that you care for others. So you do realistically have to take care of yourself too. Mm. I see you doing a deep breath right now. Namaste. <laughs> so how do you do that to be able to give to others? You know, it's so funny. I, I, This is just something that I'm barely learning recently that I realized that um, 
I need to fill my, my own cup. And most people yeah. learn, you know, learn the hard way. Because even, I mean, naturally some people are just giving, just naturally. That's just how they are. Um, but I think that most of us, most like women, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but most women are just naturally very, like givers. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I realized that I had to, because I got to like a, kind of like a low point a little bit. Not low point, but I got to the point where I felt like I was in the Sahara Desert. Like a drought. Oh. There was like no water in my cup. Yeah. So, um, but you have to go through it. I, I do. do. I think people just underestimate how important it is to just go through it. People want you to just be okay right away. It's like no, it's okay to yeah. go through the process. Just leave leave people alone, be there supportive, and then just it's you're going to be okay. It's just don't rush it. Yeah. You know, my friend used to Tanya she tells me all the uh, would tell me all the time, it's like don't rush the process. Mm-hmm. You know? Just just don't stay there. Yeah. It's very true what Tanya said. You can't rush the recovering process to getting back. And regaining your strength right um, but you do have to and I learned not too long ago from a plática that I had with Ana Flores because um, I've been there myself too is owning it mm-hmm. and honoring it right and we'll get well actually I'm gonna do a whole new episode on owning and honoring it because I think it's necessary when it becomes to when you're vulnerable right and going through that transition so how are you able to slowly come out of it Caro? like to um, to be able to give to others because it sounds to me like you're a giver and you mentioned that you kind of had a dry spell where right. you felt like, how do I go from here? Mm-hmm. So how were you able to regain that and be able to continue to give to others? Honestly, I think it's it goes back to what my mom used to tell me all the time when I was little. Dime con quien te juntas y te diré quien eres. <laughs> you have to surround yourself with good people. It's true. You really do. The Be- vibes. You really have to surround yourself yeah. with, you know, people that have the best interest in mind for you. Mm-hmm. That know you. That just know you, love you for who you are, regardless. So I think that really helped. Also exercising. I know you're on a fitness journey. Can I you am. share that? Yeah. So, but whenever you go through hard times, you have a tendency to like either overeat or undereat or just not take care of your body. It's true. That was definitely me. Mm-hmm. Hot Cheetos is life. Hot Cheetos is not life. <laughs> Hot Cheetos was life. No. Not no more. No, by any means are we promoting Cheetos, okay? No, <laughs> no Hot Cheetos. Um, but uh, yeah, I think getting into like a, a routine and I'm still going through it. It's not like, you know, yeah, I'm not on the other perfect. side by, yeah. no, by, no. But it's good that you're sharing this experience for right. other people to see because I'm sure people look at you like, how does she have it all together? I don't though. We I don't, don't always have it all together. Any shout outs that we need to give? Life. No, I don't. Chittles okay, so is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what was very popular in Texas? Hot Cheetos with cream cheese. Ew. That was really popular gross. in South Texas. Cream cheese was a thing out there. Cream cheese on everything. Really? Like on everything. No. Yeah. Here? I learned a lot in Texas. I, I was going to say. They have a place in my heart forever. Yeah. Just hot Cheetos and cream cheese? There's so many things they did cream cheese with, and I was just like, you guys have a fetish for cream cheese Dude, out there. Dude, that's gross. Yeah. No offense. They just found it super yummy. So why don't you try hot Cheetos with cream cheese and tell me if you like it? Who's it that for? Like, uh, it looks... 
and Greek yogurt. Ew, and Greek, wait, with no, Greek yogurt? Hot Cheetos and ketchup. That's disgusting. I mean, I mean, no I offense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think people have different cravings, right? Uh, I already do. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up because whatever naturally comes to your taste is not always for everyone else. Because right. sometimes your palate can t- can explore making up a dish that ends up being delicious. Right. That's true. And uh, Jesse eats. Is that Jesse eats? Jessie, Follow Jesse eats. Jesse eats does a little bit of. Um, culinary and i know she goes to different places to try out different foods so we're going to be following her and giving likes to her so support her in that process also make sure you follow la saludable latina on instagram because i'm getting it restarted i had to pull back from my projects because like you um i personally went through something in april the episode is on soundcloud as well and itunes hopefully still trying to figure out the itunes thing it's like oh my god figuring things out but she has a link on her Instagram, yeah. La Saludable Latina. You can definitely look it up over there because I'm definitely going to be inviting Caro back because we're just starting to get to know her. And I know Caro it has so many chapters in her life that we're going to share as well as I. <laughs> and the vibe just exists here because we're going to keep it real for one. And we're just going to talk. As a matter of fact, I might bring Cheetos and cream cheese just to try it out. Just to see if it really is good. Who knows? We'll probably do that. We'll do like a, a taste test. Like a hot Cheetos with all kinds of different uh, dip, dips. Okay, if you guys have any recommendations how to try hot Cheetos with whatever type of dips. Or if you have a, a certain thing that you tried in the past. We'll try it out and go live and give you our reaction. To say, what were you thinking? Or was it really good? So give us a shout out to see if you have any recommendations. Um, but going back to Gato with work and being able to advocate for people in the community and the healthcare, what do you foresee in the next couple of months? I know you just started, yeah. but I know you have a couple of trainings coming up. So what do you foresee? Where do you really see yourself in the next couple of months? I'm not going to say years because you're a blooming flower right now. You're oh. diving in. Mm-hmm. And I know you used to have a nine to five where you clocked in yeah. and out. And now you have a little bit of flexibility of time. Um, honestly, I just, right now, I'm just learning. I just want to learn from, you know, people that have been doing it for a long time. Um, so that's, that's my phase right now. My phase, I think I'm just trying to be a sponge, trying to learn as much as I can, trying to see what's really out there. I mean, you're a really great resource. You're so smart, by the way. I got to give a I'm not too smart. She's (laughs) intelligent. Okay. Latina hooking it up. We spoke about how we felt like. There's not that much um, Latina representation in San Diego um, and how we would like to see more of it. And I think you are a great example of that. So We were thinking of doing something of doing a Latina meetup in San Diego. And I think I'm going to work on Caro with that process to be able to bring that platform alive here in San Diego. So I'll be happy to have you join me on that project because I've been thinking about it lately. And I think it's something that's needed. To be able to motivate future Latinas and also our young girls because communities and society is changing too quickly, especially what just happened in Florida. Yeah. I think we need to do an episode on that too. And I'll be glad to have you come back on that um, episode because I think um, gun control is a much needed topic right now to talk about, especially with our young movement right now. It's so needed. So I'm going to be planning out several different topics and hopefully we can get a little platform meetup to happen here in san diego and we're gonna try to see who can we get to come join our speaker channel along with 
me and Caro and seeing who can we reach out to and hopefully get it sponsored. Yeah. That will be my goal. Um, so we're going to be working on that. So stay tuned because I'm already thinking of all these little million ideas and now it's really time to start executing to see what route we're going to go. You so. know what would be really interesting? I know we had a very feisty and interesting political conversation. I'm kind of going like, what kind of conversation was it? <laughs> <laughs> we had a political conversation, which was... Which I feel like... Was this when we were having the... Yes. Where was the place called? It was... Kai Kai? No. Oh my God, I'm so off. <laughs> I'm on Kai Kai. <laughs> we were having... We, were, we, we met up. But I think that those, those controversial conversations are important to have. Yes. Because I think you're not... We're not the only ones thinking what we think. And I think it's difficult for a lot of people to have conversations when they disagree. But it's okay to disagree. I mean, that's the beauty of life. Like, you have you yeah. have to. Like, there's two sides to every story and you do not have to shut down every time you have a conversation. I think I can recall the conversation now. I think it was we were having ramen noodles. Was it ramen noodles? No, girl. It was at El Chingon. <laughs> El Chingon? Yeah. We'll, oh my we'll God, I'm that. going blank, we'll get, we'll I'm going get back blank. We'll get back but yes, that. I do agree with Caro that we should be able to have political conversations even if you're not in the same agreement platform. Like, we should be able to voice out our concerns, talk about it without getting flustered, right. without getting violent, and being more intellectual about it. How can we make the change if this is not working out? And I think Caro and I did get into a conversation because she was coming from a different perspective, perspective. Yeah. and I was coming from a different perspective because I have family right. that serve, you know, in service mm-hmm. and are also part of, you know, police officer movement right so i come with a different perspective on things and you know i'm, I'm a little bit liberal but i'm also conservative because i was raised liberal and conservative in my family so i have a different perspective of things i actually like to analyze things mm-hmm. a lot because i like i need to see like how are we being perceived and how are this information being perceived where maybe perhaps on the other side of the political view they're saying, oh, you know, they're not even... They just shut it down. Pretty much shut it down. Right. Or they're saying they're not really making a point. Here we go again with the same repetitive right. motion or notion. Which so, is it's which is something so beautiful that, that it is beautiful. two people can actually have a conversation yeah. and agree to disagree or have different perspectives and agree on some things and disagree yeah. on other things. We were definitely agreeing to disagree. I ain't going to lie. No. We kept it real. <laughs> and... Part of me was learning from her perspective. I think when you're able to learn from a different perspective with a different individual and a different um, side, right. you're able to really see how can we work together. Because the, right. the whole goal of being to be an advocate right. for community individuals in the healthcare is seeing it from their perspective. Right. And I've been working in the medical field for about 10 plus years. Oh my God, I already lost count. I'm probably going on my 13th or 15th year. I went from- Women patient- killing it, you. But you know, I've worked for the ER in the hospital to 4 East Urology Oncology, um, patient care. I worked with for women, breast cancer and cervical cancer follow-ups. Then I went into the university and worked on primary prevention programs, and now I'm working for a nonprofit. So I have a variety of perspectives in each different level. And I keep going back to there is still an existing issue if patients and mm-hmm. community members are not aware of their chronic conditions and are not understanding the medical terminology jargon that the medical provider is talking or the nurse, we need to break it down to simpler steps. And if the mm-hmm. patient or the community member can understand the condition, then that's where they start to understand 
what is the lifestyle that I can start doing or change differently? We're not completely asking you to change your whole life, but in order for you to reduce your risk for a chronic condition, we need to start adapting little by little those little changes. And then eventually we start to see those risks reduced down. Right. And that's where you come in because in the healthcare field and in the community, not only are you advocating for the individual, but you're advocating for the employees because the these employees probably get overworked, mm-hmm. underpaid. Yep. And big hospitals who are making bank and or you know, organizations or agencies are just viewing it where they just need to get the job done. Or employees that work at a hospital that cannot afford insurance. the insurance or the the place that they work for. Yeah. Like they work at this hospital, but they can't even afford that health coverage, which is to me is ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation. I think we need... <laughs> girl, I'm writing it, I'm writing it down right That's now. a whole okay. nother conversation. I'm like... Let me write that down before I forget because I'm going to forget. Item, yes, the future is women, yes. The future is women, and we need to come together in all different perspectives and in all yes. different colors and yes. really understand and reason out. And we really need to make also not just women understand, but the men understand. I think it's really important because... And the um, Latino community, too. The Latino la- men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole other topic right there, too. <laughs> El machizo. El ma- no, machismo. Hace machismo. Machismo, gracias. Machismo. Ma- hace machizo, ¿verdad? No, machismo. I don't know. But I think we also need men in the world because they need to understand and come together to work together. And I think it's always a great advancement when we can have both genders agree on certain things and move forward to make this community better, to make the country better, to make the services better. And that will take time. It has. There's always a lot of promises and sometimes it never gets delivered. But we need Latinas and voices to really go out there and really voice out their concerns and really work with your community repre- uh, representations, mm-hmm. like your representatives, your mayors, your counselors, mm-hmm. um, your, your county advisors. Like We need to start focusing in that movement. Um, you were explaining from a movement that a protest and a march is always great. And I said, yeah, I definitely agree that a protest and march is always great. But when they become violent, the message gets lost. And then it becomes observe and then and then they see certain populations be like oh you see that's what they do and you know like we get perceived in a certain way so i always think a protest and a march is always great it's needed because we need to bring that awareness into the community but we also need to have mayors and other political politicians take a look at the messaging because if that message can get delivered a lot can go into the cracks and they fall through the cracks. Yes, and I think we, we spoke about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, that, yes, I do agree. I don't agree with the statement that it gets violent because you're talking about the minority. Somewhat. You're, somewhat. Talking, you're talking about, like, what's the difference between the whole the whole protests or marches or whatever? Uh-huh. What percentage really does get violent? Very, no, very minimal. I didn't say minority. I just say... Some, some protests and marches can get violent, and this goes for all races. Right, but yeah. I think that that's an invalid point to make because it's such a small percentage. That's true, that's um, true. So I feel like I do agree that marches are important, and but it's not all. It's not everything. There, It has to be what comes after the march. Yeah. That is the most what important. What was the outcome? Right. right? What, well, what's the game plan, really, yeah. what it is? But I think that... Everybody has a role. Everybody has, not everybody can be a defense attorney and not everybody can be like this 
intense activism, like of activist. Course. Not everybody, everybody has their own purpose, regardless whether it's small, big, different, like it's different. So because, just because you pro, uh, march or protest does not mean that you are not contributing and it's like, you know, yeah. unequal. No, like I, in any way, I, march, I, I don't think. I march in the Women's March and I got jam-packed into that trolley and I said, I'm going to go and represent because Politicians need to be aware that they cannot make choices for women and right. the reproductive health of a woman. And that was just kind of like, who are they to speak on the behalf of a woman? Mm-hmm. If they're not a woman themselves, they will never know what the health complications can run for a woman. Right. So I was jam-packed into the march, you know, and I support marches. Yeah. Um, and I love that we're having this conversation because... We need to have these conversations other than, you know, just getting together for a march. Sometimes we get together for a march and then, that's every, great, but and then, then everybody yeah. goes in their own way right. and then that's it. And then right. nothing happens. So that's why we need to have these conversations to elevate people, to really make them understand, like, if we really want to make a difference, where do we need to learn and where, what was the outcome? Right. And like you said, where do we go game from plan. here? Yeah. What is the game plan? Right. So having that said, getting to know Caro, we're going to stop the interview here. Because I got to return the library card. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. 6.45 is the timing. I ain't going to lie. I got to return the library card. So, you know, they're going to me want to go out. And I'm going to be like, God, it's your fault. <laughs> um, but also, we only get a two-hour validation here right. in this library. Um, utilize your resources, you guys. Um, I was telling Carol that I was looking into renting an office. And we're here in a free public space. All I had to do was sign up for a public library card, and now I'm here in this little conference room with Gato doing an interview. How awesome is that? Utilize your resources. Don't pay for something if it's for free. Utilize it. Anything else you want to say, Gato, before we end the conversation and episode tonight? What will be your tip of the day or advice of the day? Self-reflect. Right. Quarterly. All right. If you get, if you have to do quarterly or yearly reviews at work, you have to do that for your health. You have to do that for your finances. You have to do it for your car insurance. You have to do it for everything. <laughs> That's a list. You I don't have know. a renewal. <laughs> you have to check your coverages. You have to check your health. Do a self check within yourself. Figure out every mm-hmm. six months, every three months. Hey, like, let me think about it. How am I doing? Is it is my actions matching up to my vision? Mm-hmm. Self-reflect. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the only advice that I have for the day, picking off back, Caro, is that if you are able to do self-reflection quarterly or every six months or eight, nine months or a year, is that if you had a goal and you were doing your self-reflection in three months and you didn't meet that goal, don't put yourself down. Right. You go ahead and reattempt that goal, regain whatever was that perhaps maybe you failed at or maybe it, it didn't get accomplished, reflect on that, and then seeing, okay, maybe I didn't make enough time, I didn't dedicate myself well enough, so the next three months, I'm gonna plan it out in a planner. <laughs> and write down baby steps what your goals are, that way you can achieve it a little bit more. Um, so I'm just picking off what you just said. So you guys, tune in for next time because this is the not the last time I have Caro. Um, we're planning out a couple episodes. Um, um, so And we love you for joining and thank you so much. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me at lasaludabelatina at gmail.com. And you know where to contact Caro because I think 
you probably can direct message. message on her Instagram if I'm not mistaken. And if you want to come on board to the podcast and share your story or share your personal perspective, I welcome you. Go ahead and contact me, shoot me an email, and we'll get it coordinated so you can come on board. Yes. Besitos, hasta luego. Bye.